Hey, wir sind Adrian und Christoph von Welttournee, der Reisepodcast. Ja, wir sind viel unterwegs und egal, wo es euch auf euren Reisen hin verschlägt, ihr findet vor Ort mit ziemlicher Sicherheit ein Hotel von unserem Partner Westin Hotels und Resorts. Die Hotelkette Westin stärkt das Wohlbefinden auf euren Reisen. Die hauseigenen Wellness- und Fitnessprogramme sorgen dafür, dass ihr gut esst, schlaft, euch bewegt und euch wohlfühlt. Also kurzum, dass ihr auf Reisen immer in Bestform bleibt. Alle Infos zu den Programmen und den Standorten von Westin gibt es unter westin.com. The Guardian. In Poland, the right wing has been on the march for several years and the right is very present on Polish Twitter. And so it's very common to have people expressing conservative right-wing views. Uh, This is Christian Davies, a foreign correspondent who writes for The Guardian. And early this year, there was what was actually a very sort of unremarkable exchange between two, uh, between two Twitter accounts, both of them purporting to be Polish women who were right-wing, conservative, had strong views. They're scorning the prospect of a former campaign advisor to Barack Obama and Emmanuel Macron coming to Warsaw to address liberal activists. One of them, who's called Girl from Jolibosz, Jolibosz is a neighborhood in Warsaw, is uh, writing about how she burst out laughing. And then woman called Magda Rostotska then replies, saying, well, this shows that the opposition has nothing to offer. That's why they use nonsense to pull the wool over people's eyes. And, uh, and then they, they basically have an exchange and they're sort of swapping sarcastic comments about how hapless the opposition are and memes and photos of how they look. Anyway, so they're, they're sort of chatting away on Twitter. So far, so Twitter. But there's something a bit different about this interaction. Well, the difference here is that neither the girl from Jolibourg or Magda Rostotska exist. With a general election imminent in the UK and a US presidential election next year, commentators are worrying about the spread of misinformation online. Pesky bots are one thing, but in many cases these messages come from real humans spreading fake news. That's where Katarzyna Pruszkiewicz comes in. One of the parties to this conversation was actually an investigative journalist who had got herself hired at this troll farm and was uh, working to expose the operations from the inside. I would like most people to find out this article and that this information exists and people are manipulated on internet. I'm Jordan Erica Weber, and this week we talk to the reporter who infiltrated a so-called troll farm in Poland. This is Chips with Everything. Troll Farm, or PR company, Katarzyna worked there for several months. She talked to producer Danielle about her experience. The story comes from, from the Reporters Foundation, where I learned investigative journalism. Reporters Foundation with Investigate Europe worked together on the topic of online disinformation. And in the same time, in March, I was looking a job because I lost <laughs> previous job. Uh, then appeared job offered from the Cat and Net, 
So the great problem for investigative reporters is once they get a reputation for being investigative reporters, it becomes much harder for them uh, to do their work. And so there was very little sort of online footprint uh, for her. I think she had done some online marketing uh, before. And uh, she's involved with a group called the Reporters Foundation, which is essentially a consortium of Polish investigative uh, reporters who have a relationship with a Europe-wide consortium called Investigate Europe. The Reporters Foundation had been watching Net for a while when they saw the job opening. It was reported that two of these PR firms had actually been raided by anti-corruption agency in Poland uh, over suspicion that they were connected to a corrupt uh, ruling party politician. And it wasn't clear what these companies had to do with this story. We still don't know exactly why they're raided or what their exact connection to it was. But these uh, Polish reporters became interested in the story and they saw that they were advertising a position within the company and so obviously they saw a perfect opportunity to see how things work from the inside. Katarzyna was an ideal candidate to put forward. I was clean, if you know what I mean, because they had nowhere to find uh, about information on me. Uh, They only knew about me that I study journalism and I deal with art and I have experience uh, in PR agency, which they want. Also, my Facebook profile is blocked. It has always been. There was no more information about me on the Internet because I never write anything about myself on the Internet. And it was very helpful when I applied to Catanet. It's basically a troll farm for hire. It doesn't seem to have had any particular political agenda, um, ideologically or in terms of supporting a particular party or a particular country. This is a, a troll farm that essentially it looks like anyone could commission to work for them and which cultivated online contacts with people of all different political persuasions. I think this is one of the interesting innovations is that they ran both left-wing and right-wing trolls as a way of getting the trust of both sides and so that you could, for example, whip up a controversy over something that no one actually cared about. It didn't, so far as we can tell, even had that much influence. It's just the fact that it seems so straightforward to set something like this up is actually what makes it so interesting because this is only just one example. If, if this very small company can do it, then think what could be achieved by someone who has genuine resources. Christian first spoke to Katarzyna, or Kasia as he calls her, after she ended her employment at Cat at Net. One of the things that people often associate with trolling is fake news or disinformation, things that are, that are completely false, lying or with abuse. And what's interesting is it seems that one of the lines of defence of the company is that we don't abuse people and we don't lie. It may be that this person isn't real, but what this person on this fake account is saying is not actually untrue. We're just drawing attention to certain things. Their defence is that their work is no different to a lot of other PR companies or marketing companies or, or similar companies. And the very interesting question is, well, maybe that's true. After Katarzyna's story broke in Newsweek Polska, Katatnet took down all other content on its website, putting in its place a statement that translates into English as The board strongly denies the allegations that the company is a troll farm. The company's area of business is outsourcing of marketing activities on social media platforms. <laughs> 
we provide reliable information, speak on behalf of our clients, promote their products and services, like any agency of this type. Still, there are reasons that sceptics call it a troll farm. I actually think the word farm is the more interesting and important part of that phrase. These are operations which have been cultivated, which have been organised, which have direction, that these are not freestanding individuals expressing their own opinions. These are, in many cases, a single person running multiple accounts purporting to be different people, but pushing the same line. You know, troll farm is not a technical term. It's something that can be debated. What is interesting is that there was some internal correspondence discussing how the company was promoting the uh, Eurofighter, which is a fighter jet which has been built by a consortium of various companies. And one of these companies is an Italian defence company which has a Polish subsidiary. And uh, one of the managers is writing to uh, the employees who are supposed to be promoting the Eurofighter. Remember, uh, don't be too pushy with the Eurofighter, otherwise they will know, they meaning people generally, will know that they are being trolled. So obviously there are people within the company who use the word trolling and so uh, seem comfortable using that. Of course they wouldn't expect that that internal correspondence would be made public. But clearly at least one person in that company saw what they were doing as, uh, as trolling. What kinds of groups or organisations does Net promote on behalf of? So the interesting thing about the companies and products and organisations that Net seems to be promoting is... They're very diverse. One is the Polish state broadcaster, TVP, which is associated with the ruling party of Poland, which is a very right-wing party. On the other hand, it has also been promoting the candidacy of a left-wing politician and also some completely random things like uh, the producers of uh, fruit juice or a company that distributes uh, newspapers and, uh, and owns kiosks across Poland. So there's really no, no pattern. The really important thing to say is that it's not clear at all that these companies are aware that Catanet has been promoting products on their behalf. Internal documentation seems to suggest that actually the commissions were coming through an intermediary, a, a third-party PR company, uh, who may have been working for these companies, but we don't know that the companies actually knew that Catanet was being hired uh, to promote them. I never got a specific task. I could write what I want. I had uh, a right-wing account, so I wrote about right-wing things. So I criticized the opposition in Poland, but everything what I wrote had to match the character of my account. After the break, Katarzyna tells us more about what the job entailed and why she found it difficult to see this project through. At the beginning, when I must do this. I cried and I wanted to quit this job. I didn't know what to do or how to do the task from the cat and net. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Chips With Everything. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. 
Before the break, we heard from Katarzyna Pruszkiewicz, an investigative reporter who recently wrote about her experience working in a small marketing company called Cat at Net, where she was paid to promote specific content on Twitter by pretending her posts were the opinions of someone who didn't exist. For the most part, Katarzyna worked from home. As she explained to Guardian reporter Christian Davies, during her first three months at the company, she had to complete a number of tasks. The first task was to set up a social media account, which was this social media account where she would have to pretend to be a sort of very right-wing young Polish woman. And she had to try and get a certain number of followers. I think her goal was to get, uh, was to get 500. And that was the first stage, just to show that she could do it. And then she was given the task of promoting uh, TVP, which is the Polish state broadcaster. And that was doing things like promoting their content, retweeting, saying nice things about them. And she was emailed uh, certain tasks that she had to do, like to talk about how the license fee was such value for money, about how the state broadcaster was so important because the private media competition was so lousy and so on and so forth. Katarzyna wasn't given a specific script to follow, but she did receive clear instructions from managers on the tone she should take. I always hear that I must be more controversial, but never they told me what I must uh, write, but I must be systematic. I was getting advice how to expand my Twitter account, only controversial and systematic. In many cases, being controversial meant that Katarzyna had to respond to events in Poland. When in Poland was strike, teachers, I wrote about the teachers are holding students uh, hostage, about the teacher, they are selfish and that their demands are justified. I talk about the female teachers who wear expensive scarves and look as if their work was something evil and punishment. I wrote about the opposition, about LGBT, uh, about public television. And did, did you believe anything you were saying? No. You didn't agree with it? No. So was it hard? Yes, it was really stressful for me because at the beginning when I must do this, I cried and I wanted to quit this job. I didn't know what to do or how to do the task from the cut and net. And I really won't quit this job. And when I can resign, I was looking forward to it because half year is a really long time. I have in the same time my studies and another job. And it wasn't comfortable situation for me. But finally, she left. I leave at the beginning of October. I said uh, them I found another job in culture. Also, I sent a letter to them and email. And when did this, I was relieved that I wasn't there anymore. It was toxic for me. I couldn't stand it. Katarzyna doesn't deny that she was happy to leave Katatnet. But when she wrote the story, she worried about what might happen to her ex-co-workers if Katatnet faced consequences. Many of these people are older than me, have family, kids, and I don't know what they feel, but I know that they will lose their job and I feel sorry for these people because they are on the wheelchair. Katarzyna is talking here about welfare. 
Some of her colleagues were receiving money from the state. Their job was disinformating in the web and telling others about about it was the most important thing to me. From them, it was only job, but I hope that cat and net don't exist. In his report, Christian explained that according to the Reporters Foundation, Katatnet has received about £300,000 from Poland's National Disabled Rehabilitation Fund since November 2015, because a majority of their employees have some kind of disability. We cannot be certain of the exact proportion of the workforce that were disabled. What we do know is from the internal correspondence that Kasia accessed that uh, the employees would often discuss their disabilities and of course the name of their internal chat was this ironic name of rebellion on crutches so there was some sense that they identified collectively in that way and of course we know that there is at least an issue with the uh, subsidies being received from the national fund for uh, giving subsidies to companies that employ disabled people because the fund itself has announced that um, it will be investigating the funding that was given to the company. Has Cadetnet responded to that? In its response to the Reporters Foundation story, Cadetnet acknowledged that it employed often severely disabled people, but it presented this as being to its credit that it was giving employment opportunities to people who wouldn't otherwise have those opportunities. So it remains to be seen what comes of that investigation? Yes. Katarzyna's story was seen by many when it was published by Newsweek in Poland, but she's frustrated with the outcome, or lack thereof. As she spoke to Danielle, she was looking at the right-wing Twitter account she had managed. It's still active. The account still exists, and they write as if nothing happened. And for me, it is sad, because nothing changed. Katarzyna's experience is revealing. It's not often you get a personal perspective on the inner workings of a company like Katatnet. But will there be any fallout from this expose? Christian doesn't seem to think so. I share Kasia's concerns about the employees, but this is often what happens in investigative reporting. It's often that innocent people, decent people, are, are caught up in bad practices. Of course, it's not clear at all that any laws have been broken. The story is not about criminality. The story is not about evil behaviour necessarily. We're raising a bigger question, which is about what are the kind of practices that are going on. If it isn't illegal, if everything they've done is completely in compliance with the law, that may be the case. But what does it say about uh, regulation, not just in Poland, but across Europe and indeed across the world? This is the issue. This is not really about this one company. It's what this one company says about the challenges that we're facing um, with our information space and challenges to our democracy. I hope that Cat and Net will case to exist. And it's my dream. <laughs> Huge thanks to Katarzyna Pruszkiewicz and Christian Davies. Special shout out to Jan Piazetski and Wojtek Pawluczuk for their help as well. That's all from me this week. If you have an interesting story that you think our listeners would love, feel free to email us at chipspodcast at theguardian.com. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. Thanks for listening.
For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.